This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Real Wealth. It's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio uh, Trudy Vossen from the Stewart Group in Hastings. How are you going, Trudy? I'm great, Ken. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. Uh, we're sort of getting into spring now. and The weather's not too bad. It's a bit cold as we record this program today. But a little bit chilly, but lovely with all the blossoms out. It absolutely is. You've had your hair done? I have, yeah. Oh, uh, now that we're being recorded, I've got out my game, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Keep up with you. We decided that we probably didn't really want to talk about insurance today, so what about we talk about some good movies or some plays we've seen? Is that a, is that a better idea? Oh, I'm all for yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the boss will be watching, though. We're going to talk about today, uh, what's the value of having an insurance advisor? Of course, that is what you are, Trudy. But before we get there, just remind the listeners, uh, we want to come and see the Stewart Group for some financial advice. Where are you? Uh, we're based at 204 Caramu Road in Hastings. And you guys are all experts in your own fields, aren't you? Correct. So if I want to see someone about insurance, you're an insurance specialist, I would come and see you. That's right, yeah. There's a, a few different uh, services we offer. So we do investment, KiwiSaver, um, all sorts of things, and I do insurance. Just the whole financial plan, and we all specialise. And is it hard to get an appointment? Can we just bowl up and say, oh, I'd like to see someone about insurance? Or? You you can give it a try, yeah. but I'd hate to keep anyone waiting <laughs> if it was a busy day. So it's worth just contacting us first. Our number is 878-8961, and we can just make an appointment that works for you. Now, you're an insurance advisor, so why is it important that we have someone like yourself in our lives? Just to have a sort of, I always look at it as having some fresh eyes, um, look at your life um, and what you might need cover on because I don't think that any anyone can be an expert at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite nice to have somebody who specialises and does this all the time so you can just be kind of um, educated in a way to sort of give you an idea about what's out there and what you might need. It's more about me asking lots of questions uh, and you thinking, mm, yeah, that is important to me. Tell us... Um some of the training that you, go, that you go through, I mean, I suppose anyone could hang a shingle up and say, look, come on in, I'll give you some advice. Absolutely. Yeah, to become a registered financial advisor, it's pretty simple. You just pay a fee and you go on a financial services pro- provider's register. Um, I think they might do a police check. I'm, I can't remember. Um, but to become an authorised financial advisor, which we all are at Stewart Group, uh, is quite a lot, yeah. lot more work that goes into it uh, than that. Uh, but it, it, it kind of uh, proves that you, your competency um, of somebody that you're actually dealing with, I think, you're, you're answerable to the Financial Markets Authority. Yeah. I suppose that industry changes all the time, though, with uh, laws changing, being added, taken away. Mm. How do you keep up to speed with that? I mean, is that a requirement? So you've got your shingle that says that you're a, um, a registered insurance yeah. advisor, so you've done all the hard yards. Yeah, it's ongoing. Yeah. It's ongoing. You're required to do a certain amount of um, study each year to kind of keep pace with the changes um, out there, which is, is great because you'd want that of your doctor, wouldn't you? You sure would. You wouldn't want your doctor who trained 30 years ago to still be using the same techniques. No. <laughs> <laughs> be still putting gentian violet on us. <laughs> or <something>. leeches. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you've done all the training, you're up to uh, speed. What are some of the um, things that, as an advisor, you have to abide by or adhere to in your trade? I mean, is there a code of compliance? That- well, yeah, sort of like um, I felt like I was taking, is it a hypocritic yeah, oath? Yeah, hypocritic oath, um, yeah. That, that you had to um, prove that you're a person of integrity. You're asked lots of different questions. And this is after all the study you've mm-hmm. passed or all that, and you're feeling like you're on the home stretch. Um, but one of the important things that authorised financial advisors have to adhere to is a code of conduct, and there's a whole lot of things in there. The most important is that you always put the best interests of the client first, and that's something that if, if push comes to the shove, you always have to show um, that you've done this. It would be fair to say that you're not acting on behalf of an insurance company. No, we, we don't. Yeah, we're, we're independent of mm. them. Whilst we receive commission from them mm. uh, for any insurance, that's how we receive our payment, um, we have access to all of them. So we can choose what's the best for the client. Um, and it also means that our advice is, for, on the insurance side anyway, is free to the client. Sure. So if XYZ Insurance Company comes to you and says, hey, look, Trudy, you sell 10 policies this week, you get a free trip to the Bahamas. doesn't work that way with you guys. We don't do it. No, we don't. They call it the soft dollar. We don't receive that at all. Mm. No. Okay, so come along and see you. Uh, talk me through the process. What happens? It's a holistic approach that you have, isn't it? It is a holistic approach. <laughs> well, first of all, we sit down and have a cup of tea or yeah. coffee <laughs> That's always a good idea. and get the feel for each other. Um, and then it's just about finding out kind of what's important. It's all a, um, and me sort of suggesting different scenarios, the what ifs, um, to a prospective client to see where they fall for on the risk spectrum because mm-hmm. some people are a little bit case sarah sarah and other people are um i want to make sure xyz is covered and we find a way to make sure that they can do that do i get charged for that advice when i come and see you no no you don't sorry i'm shaking my head for getting yeah. that it's a radio <laughs> show <laughs> No, that's that's where the commission payment, uh, when the cover is put in place. Mm-hmm. But if for whatever reason the cover doesn't go ahead, there's there's no charge from us. That's almost too good to be true, Trudy. Is it? Yes. <laughs> there are still some good things in life. <laughs> they say there's no such thing as a free lunch, but not at your place. No, definitely where insurance is concerned, um, we don't charge for our advice. I guess in this day and age... Um, you'll find that most people think, mm, I could probably get my own stuff. I could go online mm. and uh, you know, I know what I want. I know, oh, well, there's I know nothing, where to get it. There's nothing like being at home at 9 o'clock at night thinking, I know this is the perfect time to buy insurance. Let's go and have a look. But how do you actually know, and I know we've discussed this before, what you really need? And how do you know who's a good insurer? And what are the policy definitions, ratings, that kind of thing? Um, I don't know how anybody would figure it out uh, by themselves. And I often think that with some of the complex um, situations we've found our clients in, how they would manage without somebody guiding them through. What are some of the pitfalls that we could fall into if we just said, oh, well, yeah, I know what you're saying there, but yeah, I, I, I can sort it out myself? Um, I think uh, being un- underinsured, so not having enough, not having the right uh policy ownership. We had clients come in the other day. Um, They were extremely concerned because a friend of theirs had passed away. The policy ownership wasn't right and um, it had left his widow in all sorts of strife. Two years down the line, the claim still wasn't, the life claim still wasn't paid. So just really simple things that to me seem very simple, but a lot of people wouldn't even think about. 
I know that when we're in the main, we would shop online because we think the price is going to be better because mm. we're not talking to the, the, the metal mm. man. Mm. And uh, as in life, if we can get a better price, mm. who wouldn't want to get a better we, price? We all love a bargain, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> it's the price thing, um, an issue, even when I come to see you. For instance, I might say, well, okay, well, how much is this going to cost me if I go with XYZ? Oh, but what yeah. about going there? Are they cheaper? Or well, we definitely look at premiums. Mm. We definitely, because we live in the real world. It's sure. not just this pie in the sky. This would be great, wouldn't it? This is going to cost you a fortune um, so that you feel you're better off <laughs> not being around. Um, no, we want to make sure that you, you've got the cover that you need uh, to the best of your budget, mm. really. that's I mean, that's just sensible, isn't it? Is it that simple, though? In what way? That um, you look at your budget and you say, okay, well, you're only getting this much money. So what we're saying is, let's get this policy. But if I spend a bit more, I really might need to spend a bit more to get the well, cover that Well, we I'm would definitely um, advocate for getting what you need. Mm. I mean, it's sort of like being presented with, this is what you need. And somebody's saying, well, I only want to pay $10 and you're saying it's $15 and explaining the benefits because often there is that little bit of wiggle room. It's more about people don't want to pay for it because yes. it's boring. That's right. I mean, you haven't exactly. got a fantastic pair of shoes at the end no, of it, can right. you? you <laughs> <laughs> what happens when someone comes along to you, Trudy, because everyone knows that you're a, a, an expert in the trade and they say, look, Trudy, I've been shopping online and uh, ABC Insurance Company says uh, this is a great deal. What do you think? Mm. Would you then say, well, Hey, if that's what you want to do, go for it. Or would you say then, hey, look, why don't we come in and talk about it? Or- that, that's exactly what I would do, come in and talk about it. I'd find out the information of what um, had been presented to them, and then we'd go and we'd look deeper than just the premiums. We'd look at are there any catches. Always important to read the small print. Are there any terms and conditions um, are there better policy definitions? Is there something that you're losing because it's cheaper? Good point that you make about small print because there's a heck of a lot of it. Mm. How do you get your head around it? I mean, you're an expert. How do you get your head around it? Well, we're really lucky because we've got some comparison tools that will actually compare policy definitions and pull out either the differences or the benefits so that we can side-by-side look at them Mm. um, rather than having to onerous going. If you've ever seen a policy document. And who reads them? Yeah, well, me. <laughs> well, yeah, besides, but the average exactly, yeah. most people don't know. And again, most people actually don't know what they've got. And why not have somebody do it for you? I wonder when we um, we sign up for an insurance policy, either through yourself or through anyone else, what are some of the questions we should be asking? Like uh, I, I might say, for instance, okay, what's the worst case scenario that you wouldn't cover me for? What sort of questions should we be asking when we take out a policy? Most of us would just say, okay, I need some life insurance or I need some health insurance. Where do I sign? Yes. What you would be, what you would be saying to you or another advisor, um, what are some of the pertinent questions that we should be asking about the policy? Well, it's, that's really good. I guess to really think about what it is that you want covered um, under what circumstances um, to make sure that that is actually in there. So, I mean, with life cover, it's reasonably straightforward, but we had a couple come in the other day, and I don't know, they must have read something because they were asking, is there a suicide clause? Mm. So perhaps this had happened um, to a family friend, and there is 
Um, so, you know, ask those questions. So then you've got an advisor to say yes or no. Uh, for example, uh, a lot of life covers will give you a funeral benefit payout quite quickly. So we had somebody the other day was asking, how much would I get really fast? Mm. So 25000 before the whole claim is processed. So find it, it, and this is where an advisor comes in handy, is they will ask you questions. But if you've got something that you're concerned about, just check with your advisor first. What about some of those questions that I can only liken to, say, car insurance? I remember years and years ago when I used to do it myself, uh, they used to say, have you ever had a ticket? Have you ever had a ticket? Well, who can remember how many tickets they had? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what, are, what happens in that occasion where you might genuinely forget that uh, you had a, I don't know, a medical procedure, you went to see a doctor about this, that, or the other 20 years ago. Yeah. Who remembers what happened 20 years ago? Yes, right? yeah, or last week. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Um, it, the, I mean, this is an issue, and it can cause problems with non-disclosure. Mm. So I would say in that instance, if you're not sure, um, then it may be necessary to get some medical notes. So you're talking about when you're applying yeah. for cover. Yeah, because sometimes the insurer won't ask for them. Um, they will look at claim time. They will go to your doctor and ask questions. So if there is a concern that you haven't, uh, don't feel that you will be able to recall everything, I would check with your doctor first. Is it the insurer's responsibility to ask or is it the client's responsibility to offer up? Well, it's both, isn't it? Because they can ask the question, the insurer can ask the question, but you're sort of perhaps presenting a scenario where a person's thinking, oh, I don't don't know if I've had anything, so what would you do? You'd have to put, well, you wouldn't put no because you'd think, oh, maybe there is something. Mm. So that's where I would suggest uh, going to your doctor and, and just getting clarification on that. Okay, so let's presume that everything's gone ahead. We've signed up. Um, what happens then? What, what else do we need to do? Well, once you've you've got it in place, then it's worth looking at it on a regular basis. And by that, I mean maybe every year, having a chat with your advisor because they'll ask some good leading questions. Because often if you say what's changed in your life to somebody, they go nothing. And then you find out they've bought a house, they have a child, yeah. they've paid off their mortgage, all things that can have a bearing on yeah. your insurance. So if we want all this great advice, Trudy, just remind our listeners where we come. Uh, we're Stuart Group. We're 204 Caramu Road in Hastings. And what's the phone number there? 878-8961. As always, our pleasure to talk to you. You look after yourself. We'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Lovely. Thank you, Ken. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.